0: Alright let's rock We ready Let's press play Let's go I'm ready One take One take Al Check me out Play the beat Q (laughs) Q play the beat (laughs) Yo this is Al Buckus Harrington
1: Hey this
2: is Jared Jeffries
1: Yo this is Q Rich And you listening to the Wise Guys
0: So does Cleveland have a shot in game 4? You know, what, I, what our viewers got to know is that that plane ride is a commitment. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, guys are sitting in the locker room <laughs> yeah. looking at each other, like, do we want to get on this plane? So, if y'all had to guess
1: let, what you let, think they want to do. Let me, let me do. ask you this better question Do you think anybody is making plans for Saturday or Sunday
2: Man, LeBron, or Monday? LeBron, LeBron will be in Sandro Pay on Monday. <laughs> You already got uh, the plane on the uh, runway, Jared? a on the runway on a 240-foot yacht owned by somebody we all know. Chilling. So wait a minute. You're telling me
1: right now, Jared, that 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 the king has done the,
2: oh prepare the royal baggage. <laughs> Is that what's going on? <laughs> Remember what happened last time? They they lost He was in the Bahamas in 12 hours. I oh, don't no, I think man. he just does. Like, I
1: don't think he's the one in question. I think he about to try and run through the brick wall. He gonna give it everything he got.
2: It's just a look at disgust on his face for everything his teammates do right now, man. Like,
1: like <laughs> I, 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 I believe that like he it's definitely like, gonna put his
0: best foot forward. But like if they not yeah, with him. Yeah, he if they, go not, if they not with him though, no, but like if, if they not like if he don't feel them, like if he don't feel them, he gonna shut it down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pause. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna
1: shut it down, bro. I don't think he is. I think he gonna, I think he gonna go out like trying to go ham. Like I think he at home, like all right, how I'm about the, we just gotta get one. Like I think he in that mode, like we just gotta get one. Like I think them other dudes is like, man, nobody uh, that, ever that, came uh, back from 3-0, It's <laughs> over. That's actually like why we that's actually an amazing point. That.
2: That's a good point because when I the last MJ's last year, we were trash in Washington. And I swear to God, he would sit in the locker room and be like, get me to the playoffs, y'all. Y'all get me to the playoffs. I can make something happen. And I'd be looking at him like, what in there? Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe like dudes like that are wired so different. He's like, we, if we just get one and then the unthinkable happen, you know, Steph ankle go out, something happened where one of their main dudes get hurt, we got a chance. I, that's actually a good point, bro. I agree with that.
1: Word. And I just think his pride, like, I don't want to be swept either. Even like, but you know, you know how it is. You get one, we just gotta take it. Hey, we can't do nothing but take it one game at a time. I definitely think that's yeah. where he's at. Like I said, I don't know that everybody else is look. You know, they they like they looking at TV like three oh, it's never happened. They know the statistics on it. Like LeBron supposedly quote unquote go black, so I mean he ain't paying attention to none of that. He in his own thing, reading a book, trying to you know do the Da Vinci Code and all that, and he on his own stuff. I think he's trying to. <laughs> What book did he have? And listen, did you see you him know, in I'm Boston? He was reading yeah, some books in up? Yeah, before game seven.
0: <laughs> He's so funny, man. He's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Remember last year in the finals, he was doing all the Godfather trilogies. He just, he was just, he just kept watching that and studying that.
2: He's the best. You got to love him. <laughs> Real quick, this just hit five minutes ago. Brian Colangelo did resign. Wow. Yeah, he didn't resign. He just, he just resigned as president. Uh... So it was true. Yeah, it was all true. And I was about to be, a, I heard a bunch of stuff yesterday that was about to come out.
1: Wow. Man, he should have hey. said she was on ambient. He should have said she was on <laughs> ambient. <laughs> That's crazy.
2: Yeah, they could, I mean, as much as you like BC, two-time executive of the year, can he ever get a job in the NBA ever again after this?
0: Yes. Maybe if he divorces or They ain't even got to do any of that. You know how y'all know the world we live in. Yes, he has a shot.
2: Period. Yeah, I mean, I mean, his dad runs basketball, essentially, but his dad <laughs> Give it got a shot. In two years, job. it
0: calms down in two years, and there's always going to be an organization that needs someone. Obviously, he does really good. You know what I'm saying? He's a solid executive because everywhere he's went, you know, for the most part, he's kind of turned it around, so... I think he definitely gets another job at some point, if he wants it. You know what I'm saying? Where he may, Maybe this is too embarrassing for him to even try to come back, but he could definitely get another job.
2: We all know that. Well, at least he got ahead of it and was like, before all, before all this stuff comes out, just resign and get off of it.
0: Right, so they just stop investigating for see how messy it can really get.
2: Well, he probably has three more years on his deal. He probably went to the Sixers and said, man, give me half of it. So you owe me $12 million, give me six, and we'll walk away and this will be done.
0: There you go, Jerry. You can be my agent anytime. That's, that's, Give me six mil a, like that. <laughs> that's a rough way to go. You know, for me what what was was scary was just that as good as Cleveland was playing, like they was only up two to four points the entire time. And you know, you look at Cleveland's game plan, to me it was a solid game plan. You know what I'm saying? You limit Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, and you know, they have ten and eleven each respectively, you would think you win that game easy. But you know, KD went crazy, and just knowing that you know, with that offensive firepower over there, that at any moment they could
1: get going, and just Cleveland offense never so really just you this, got a grip. Al, Al, the whole time you was watching, you didn't never at one point think like, damn, like they got a double KD at some point. Yeah, right? but Kinda you, doubling, man, late in the game, out that boy, off that with man. Al, 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 you played against him. You know what this is. This kid is seven feet with a ratchet, with a handle, and he cooking. You're going to leave him one-on-one. I don't care who it is, LeBron or whoever. You're going to leave him, whoever it is, one-on-one with this man when he doing what he was doing. I mean, you're right. With Iguodala in the game, you do double off him for sure. You know what I'm saying? But Think about, think, think, think about this. In the first round, they was literally, when Victor Oladipo was getting the ball, they was sending the man, like, double him, get the ball out of his hand. In the first round, right? But you leave KD alone, Kevin Durant, by himself, to go for 43 on you? Nah, bro, I'm not cool with that. I just feel like, obviously, I mean, he sorry. got
0: way KD got way more playmakers that he could throw the ball to. So, like, you got to pick your poison on that. You guys just... Uh... I mean, if I'm a coach last night, yeah, I'm to game points. three like that with everything <laughs> on the table for us. I mean, maybe you do step out of your comfort zone and just run a double at them or whatever, but you still got Clay and Seth out there. You know what I mean? That light lights out shooters, and I know that's, they was off, they're going to make wide-open shots. So,
2: like, But that's what I'm saying, too, Al. Like, just thinking outside the box a little bit, um, you know, Brad Stevens early, early on in the third quarter, when they were in Boston, he started fouling Tristan to see if Tristan can make free throw. Because Tristan was getting rebounds, he was coming back, he was playing well. I'm not letting JaVale McGee put a whole third quarter. Because JaVale made a big difference in that third quarter. Like, I'm not letting him put a whole third quarter, man, because he he can switch, he can double-team. I'm going to foul him and see if JaVale, under pressure, can make those free throws. Especially when they started rolling, getting on their run, no, man. Like, I'm not letting you – I'm going to get this lineup out there where I'm not going to have any length at the rim, no shot blocking, and a big that can't switch on LeBron to contain him.
0: We're going to know a lot about the game in the first half. You know what I'm saying? Because if Cleveland comes out with that unbelievable energy and, like, you know, like, I mean, going crazy, crowd standing up, then waving to the crowd trying to get them going and all that, and they only up four <laughs> or two, they done. That, that, Second half, they gonna come out. They gonna like, be depleted. Yes, from night, all it was the, going on in the first and They half. jumped
1: out. They jumped out. Crowd going crazy. They was sixteen to four. I'm like, oh, it might be one of them nights. They was, you know, Warriors was missing chippies and layups. I'm like, man, they got. Oh, it might be one. Then you look up, and it's tied up. KD, they missed like one shot. <laughs> he look. He got this look in his face, and it's like, yeah, they struggling, but like I'm really starting to cook, and I'm starting to not even pass the ball. <laughs>
0: Why y'all think Kyle Corvin only played, whatever, 10 and 11 minutes or whatever last night?
1: Because Rodney Hood was balling.
0: But I understand that, but, but Kyle Korver is such a big part of what they do offensively. Like, how does he not play? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what you think happened with that? You think it was the defensive liability or they just went with Hood and Hood was just, just playing think- so well. Take my hat off the hood because he came in and he was prepared for the moment. You know what I'm saying? So he did a great job, especially for a young player and what he's put him, the pressure he's put on himself. But still, I didn't understand. Like I was, or I didn't, you know, I just was trying to figure out why didn't Covar play more when we know how important he is to their offense and their spacing and all that stuff.
2: I just think they they target him so much. Every time he plays, man, they they run pick and rolls, they run action, they run movement with him. If he makes those first two open shots, then I think he gets more minutes. If he doesn't come out and make those first two open shots, it's hard to play him.
1: Especially with Hood coming in and playing that good. If he would like, if Hood would have came in and, and, and been shooting, does I think he would have got thrown back out there. But the fact that he was, and you know, he 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 provided that that different element that Corbett does, and he was able to attack off the dribble and kind of, you know, he was out there euro stepping, making plays a little bit. So. That's something that Kyle Corbett, he can't provide that.
2: Um, Do you think that Jordan Clarkson would sit on the bench cheering for Rodney Hood? Or was he over there like, God dang it, this man's taking my money?
0: I don't think he took his money. I mean, they just, I don't know, man. I mean, those two kids, man, all of them, even Larry Nance. Like, you know, my whole thing when the trade happened, I didn't see. I mean, I saw them get into the finals because they got LBJ. But I didn't see how that team got better when you put three, four inexperienced guys that's never been in real a real basketball game as a professional at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you mm-hmm. – you can't prepare them for that moment in 27 games. You know what I'm saying? The magnitude of, like, everything that they do. You know what I'm saying? They so used to playing so free and whatever. So now you come to a championship-caliber team and expect it to produce – I just never saw how they was going to get any kind of production from them. And it seemed like, you know, I was right. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that they're not good enough.
1: Think it's about, just that they think don't have
0: any experience.
1: Think about this. Those three dudes, right, they got worse. Like, if you think about it, but this is the laughable part. Like, remember after the trade first happened in the first couple of games, it was like, woo, we having fun. It's on. We about to, woo. It was like everybody was loving up on each other. And I was just like, this is the honeymoon. <laughs> and we all have been a part of it, been different teams. And, you know, a couple moves get made, trade happen For whatever reason, you get that newness energy. And it doesn't mean that this is going to translate or, or or be be what it is for the rest of the season. It's just like, like, you know, LeBron was trying to get everybody involved. They was excited to play with LeBron. So it was that whole deal. And you see where it is now. Like you said, J.R., the disgust on his face when he looking around. Damn, I mean, when you think about it, what J.R. said, you know, which is
0: true, like playing with somebody like him is a whole pressure in itself. You know what I mean? Like they literally got to yeah. start playing with the best player in the world and playing at an expectation that he needs you to be at a championship level at all times. And, you know, even that part of it yeah. has to be a tough transition for any young player.
2: You got those guys out there... And- They've never really been. I mean, Jordan Clarkson played subpar basketball at Missouri. Um, you know, Larry Nance at Wyoming played in the smaller conference. I mean, Hood played at Duke, but just for a year. I mean, these guys have never really touched anything even close to this. So, Al, you make a great point. I mean, just guys that have the experience of not being afraid of that moment is almost invaluable right now in the NBA.
1: But that's why I say I kind of oppose what J.R. says, like, Maybe, I'll give him that maybe for the younger players, but I look at a guy like, think about what Robert Ory always said. He's like, that's, I got the easiest job in the world. All I got to do is shoot. If I miss, it's all on them. They the superstar. I'm just shooting open yeah. shot. Like Robert Ory said, that's why he was able to make B big shot Bob and make all them shots. Like, it, I'm the, ain't no pressure on me. Like, they supposed to win the game and be the hero. If I make this big shot, cool. If I don't, I ain't supposed to shoot it anyway.
0: Yeah, that's a but that's a mindset shift.
1: That's why I say what Jr. said, I kind of oppose that. Like, it's a perspective. It's how you look at it. That's kind of how Tim Thomas was. Tim Thomas stayed making daggers and big boy shots and just be, like, when I played with Tim, like, Tim was, like, the most carefree dude I ever played with. I never, I was like, I used to be looking at him like, dog, how you just, what's up, doggy, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Just always smiling, kicking <laughs> it cool. No, there ain't no pressure for nothing. Ain't tripping off nothing. Bruce Bowen too, like please. I got the,
2: I got an easy streak. I mean, but it, it takes such a special player, man. And Q, you know that I to sit over there and just wait and touch that ball maybe six times a game, and and know that you got to make at least two or three of those six. Or you had a bad basketball. Like that's uh, being a spot shooter with a star. That's why guys like Paxson, Kerr, Ori, Danielle Marshall, Q, even yourself get so much credit because it's, that's a hard life, man, to be ready all the time to catch and shoot that ball without touching it.
1: And and knock that shit down. Ones that the, the, the do it the best is like, you hear the different quotes and the different players say about them, their teammates say that they, they got short memories and yeah. they think they on fire all the time. <laughs> they always think they hot. Like, Al, you know that about me. Like, I'm hot, I'm hot right now. Like, give me the ball, I think I'm hot. I ain't shot a ball and whatever, but like, I think I'm hot.
2: Hey Q, what was Al's percentage from the floor when he first got to New York? Man, bro, I'm t- I was
1: telling him that th- that was one of the funniest stretches ever. He remember he ran from the court on the timeout. I- he just missed. Yo, son, I'm running from the timeout. I'm not gonna keep. I'm gonna keep shooting, y'all. I'm not gonna keep missing everything. I was like, you, 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 it's impossible for you to keep missing everything because you is getting these up here, boy. We was on the bench like, man he was like, damn. Ow, I was ow, one shot, shot away, dog. I was one I said, shot Yo. away. <laughs> <laughs> that was his. That was his. That was his line. Yo, one shot away.
2: Oh, oh man. man! All right. So now that this series is definitely over, how many years do you guys thinking until the Knicks are in this spot?
1: You talking to a real Knicks fan right man. here next year without KP? Without KP next year for real. I mean, KP
0: gonna come back in the middle of the season. We're yeah. gonna have we gonna have this thing rolling. We about to uh draft uh little Trey Young. Then we got our little Steph Curry.
2: <laughs> That's the thing, Al. Can you bring KP back in the middle of the year?
0: I mean, if we not doing nothing, I wouldn't. So probably I wouldn't. You may as well just sit him out the whole year.
2: Y'all got y'all got Trey
1: Young and French Toast back there, okay.
0: That's the plan. So we're gonna get our little backcourt together. We got our big man and then we're gonna fill in the pieces from there. We might get LeBron too. I talked to
1: LeBron after the game. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> LeBron is not going to New York.
2: I, I know this though, the Knicks, this is a really, really important draft for them because there's so many solid players in that range. They need a rotational player. They don't need a guy they need to wait another three years on. Go get a rotational guy that can, that can give you something either next year or the year after. And be strategic in who you sign as your free agent. A one- or two-year deal. Like, don't go out and give these guys four-year deals.
1: But let's talk about this, since you're talking about who they sign as free agents. Why don't nobody—the big boys don't want to go there. What they scared of New York for, Al? Right, let's talk about that. These boys scared to go to New York and play. Boys is not—they're they not scared, scared, scared to go to New York. Necker. They scared of that spotlight.
0: I mean, how could you not, not want the spot? How and could you why not ain't nobody spot there? Like...
1: Amari, Amari was the Amari was the first one who raised his hand. Then Mello, of course, but like Amari was the first one. that was like, nah, I want all that. I want all that smoke. I, I don't care about that. I'm with it. I'm embracing it, and went there and was gooning it. The Knicks was just being the Knicks. Like they went and paid a player that they knew
0: had injuries. You know what I'm saying? Who body probably couldn't hold up. And then that's what happened. He got there, he had a good season and a half, and then his body started to fail him like everybody knew. I mean, they just, the Knicks, just as an organization, a lot of times they just make really poor decisions. (laughs) I think they have stuff set up and like maybe they're just not patient or whatever because, I mean, I know for a fact that they could have got mellow at the end of that season. It, it made no sense to trade for him in the middle of the season and give up no, all those made, assets. It made no sense, man. Give to give up all those made, assets when trade. he could have played with he could have played with Gallinari and played with Wilson Chandler and Amari. Like, they could have had all of that on one team. Now, that's when we talk about now our Knicks hey, tank, turn the corner. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that you traded all your young pieces, your key pieces, to get a player who is obviously in his prime, but – he needs some people to play with. He can't do it by himself. He's never been that guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, we always just make the worst decisions um, and it's affecting us so year after year. So what I'm saying, though,
1: is fast forward to, to, to now, post-Melo or whatever, the two years. Why nobody want not go? They wide open. Like, all right, they got KP, but they wide open for a wing or, 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 or a guard, like a, a big-time free agent. Like,
0: no, AQ, I'm going to cut you off, but you're right. I mean, I think that what happens, too, is I think just people talk. You know what I'm saying? And I think that people talk about a lot of the, bat, the bad that happens to them when they're in New York. You know what I'm saying? You, you always talk about the negative hey, right. thing and there's not too much positive to really talk about. So I think that you're right because you would think like a guy like Paul George, right, okay, Paul George, why wouldn't he really look at New right. York and say, yo, I could go be the face of the Knicks? Let's just say, you know what I'm saying? But then you look at it, I'm sure you and, talk to Melo and Melo start telling you, yeah, this bullshit, that bullshit, this was happening, that's what's happening. <laughs> right. Then guys just like, nah, I'll pass on that. You know what I'm saying? Especially when they, haven't show- they don't have a track record of showing that they can build something. You know what I'm saying? Like We've been building since 2001. And I say that respectfully.
2: Mm-hmm. But you gotta, we played in New York and we were-, we were up there. As far as how the organization itself takes care of you, I think it's the best in the league. Right, I mean, I'll I, I pedal the place to do top whatever. Notch. It's definitely top it, I mean, notch. It's definitely without a I doubt. Mean, top flight. I what, what mean, how, not how they take care of you. Yeah, so I just can't. I feel like Al does too. I just can't figure out if it's all because they haven't won, then how can people sit around and talk about let's go to L.A., let's go here. Because you're basing L.A. off when Kobe was there. L.A. couldn't get anybody. Dallas has had cap space for God knows how long. They can't get anybody. I just think it's hard for free agents. They don't move around. Top-notch free agents just don't move around. And when they do, like the buddy system right now, it really hurts New York because they've never had that star.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think you're right, Jared. Like, a lot of the star players, you right. I mean, they just, a lot of them don't have the opportunity to move around until they pass their prime. And it seems like that's what the Knicks yeah. attract uh, get attracted to. <laughs> It's the players who are a little past their prime to come in and be special again. All right, fellas, everything's on the line now for Cleveland. Who y'all got in Game Four?
2: Golden State. <laughs> Golden State. Let me check the line, though. Let me make sure I check.
0: Cleveland gotta win this one, dog. LeBron anyway. can't get swept.
2: Get
1: them, get
0: them brooms out. Unfortunately, it's the three wise guys. Me, Al Harrington. Jared, Jermaine Jeffries, and Quentin Richardson, AKA Q Rich, talking our jazz, talking about game three, recapping. Let y'all know what we think and what changes need to be made for game four. Check us out. Subscribe, download, listen. We here. They got a shot.
1: Yo, can I just bring this up real quick, though? Like, this, is, this just came across my phone. It says that Jerry Colangelo threatened they said he said he he, he tried to pull out all the stops to save his job, save his son's job. He threatened to damage the team's relationships if his fun, if, 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 if in the event that Brian was fired, he was going Chicago mob you. on him.
0: That's what Jerry I
1: said. Yeah, Jerry Colangelo Man, said sources tell Philly Voice that part of the, the part of the delay in the Sixers' process was due to pressure from Jerry Colangelo who threatened to damage the team's relationships in the event that his son was fired. So he got it like that. Can you please remove all my vocals on the
0: Colangelo subject, please? Thanks. (laughs) Yes. I would like to be wiped. (laughs) Please and thank you.